0: Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. Oh my God, I cannot tell you how excited I am to speak to my next guest. I have very much missed him. I've missed his grumpiness. I've missed his love. I've just missed him generally. But he's been over in Qatar as the Socceroos have created history for only the second time ever, making the final 16 at the World Cup. Joining me on the line now from Qatar, it is Paul Scott. Good morning. Oh, good evening.
1: Alle, alle, Aussie, Aussie, <laughs> Ale, alle, Aussie, Aussie.
0: Aussie. <laughs> have, Aussie. You got, have you got right yet?
1: Oh, look it was pretty. It was pretty fantastic the other night. Like to, like to be in the stadium the other night and 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 get that win against Denmark. I mean, number thirty-eight in the world, I Australia know. versus number ten in the world. I mean, there's been some upsets at this World Cup. It's an exciting World Cup, you know. It's the top 32 teams in the world. We won't see a World Cup like this again. At the next World Cup, there's going to be 48 teams. Mm. Um, I think they've got the format just right, but I also understand they want to increase the format to 48 because they really want, uh, you know, the populations, More teams from Asia, India, China... Big television audiences there. You know, I, I understand it. But look, the, the game the other night, you, you, you couldn't write a better script if you're an Australian team. Lecky's goal will be, you know, remembered forever. The celebrations were fantastic. The vibe was great. And, you know, we're kicking on Sunday morning, Newcastle yeah, time, six o'clock. Six o'clock, yeah. Um, against uh, Lionel Messi's Argentina. A hard ask, but there's mm. been plenty of upsets. Absolutely, I'm not hoping. I'm believing.
0: <laughs> we've got to believe, my friend. We've got to believe. No, obviously, obviously, it's uh, it's been getting some very, very mixed coverage um, over here. I mean, obviously, we're seeing all of the disasters. We're seeing the no alcohol. We're seeing Iran fans, you know, attacking people with with women t-shirts. You know, we're we're seeing lots of the negative sides of it over here. Is that an accurate portrayal?
1: Look, I look. From where I am, I'm, I'm in a place called Meshirrut, which is uh, like downtown. And uh, it's about oh, a few minutes to what's called the Waqif, which is where all the fans gather. Uh, before and after game, it's kind of Doha central. And look, you know what? I haven't seen this stuff, uh, Tracy. And, and I do... I do understand that, you know, that uh, it's not perfect Uh, in in Qatar. Things aren't perfect. There are certainly rights around, uh, concerns around migrant workers. There have been LGBTQ plus concerns. But in general, you know, the Qatari people have been very generous, um, very helpful, very polite except on the roads, Drivers is nutcases. <laughs> people won't people won't use indicators. It's worse than industrial drive.
0: Oh really? But otherwise
1: wow. and was like as far as the booze thing goes, mm. I got some I got some mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, um, uh, women uh, fans have been reporting and the Qatari media have been out, Al Jazeera Other Qatari media have been out reporting, interviewing women about how safe they feel Mm. because of the absence of drunks around the place. It really is kind of different to, you know, to be somewhere where there's uh, an absence of drunks. If you want booze, you can find it. Mm. It's not hard to find it. You've got to pay through the nose for it. And, you know, with a lot of things, the Qatari way is, like, if you do that behind closed doors, that's your business. We don't want... We want you to come here and respect our culture. And I always think of Australia with, you know, people talking about people from other countries. For example, like the burqa, for example. Oh, they've got to come here and respect our culture. Well, you know what? I think when you come to Qatar... You've got to, you know, accept that things are different and you've got to respect Qatari culture. It's it's actually not that hard to respect Qatari culture. I mean, it's just about accepting that things are different here. Why and, do you think the world... You know,
0: Why do you think the world's media has gone so far the other way on this? I mean, I I hear exactly what you're saying, and Tracy Holmes has been saying exactly the same thing throughout the last few weeks as well. Yet we see, you know, we see Netherlands media, we see the UK media, not so much the US media, but, um, you know, there really is a groundswell of if you can report the negative, do it.
1: It's very interesting that you say not the US media, because I've been thinking to myself, Imagine having a World Cup somewhere where you've got the highest incarceration rate in the world. Imagine having a World Cup where gunmen break into mm. nightclubs, where uh, gay nightclubs where people are dancing and start mm. shooting people. Yeah, welcome to our next America, World Cup, which is one of the countries mm. that will be holding the next World mm. Cup. So you know, let you know, I'd like to see if the world media will go as heavily on the USA about human rights. As some places have been going on in Qatar, and look, you know what I think? Is, I think there's a little bit of the Arab thing going on. You know, Qatar's the first Arab nation to hold a, a World Cup, and you know I can't help but think there's a little bit of the old, you know, oh, you, I don't really like this, mm. and you know I've found um, I've found a genuine, a sincere willingness to engage easy to engage um, easy to talk with people people very sharing of the culture there's like there's mosque tours where people go down and meet with um, imams and talk about um, the um, the way of life here the Muslim way of life um, it's very it's very welcoming so that's what I reckon Tracy I reckon there's a bit of um, there's a bit of anti-Arab um, sentiment that that underpins that mm. stuff, but I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a tourism brochure. I'm not saying everything here is perfect, but I, I do think the emphasis on the negative has been disappointing, and it's been disappointing for Qatar as mm. well too. They're well they're well, well aware of it, and you know, locals who you talk to. Unfortunately, but I'm staying with people who've lived here for five years, so I've had a lot of experience with their friends, who mm-hmm. are Qataris, who are, you know, genuinely kind of shocked about um, the ongoing emphasis. I mean, the thing about the booze bans that happened a couple of days before the World Cup so, uh, started, I mean, basically that was, there's going to be no alcohol sold near or in the stadium. There's alcohol down at the fan zone. You can get it after 6 p.m., you can get it at the international hotels, but what uh, the top officials decided at the end of the day is they didn't want uh, any scenes of drunken yeah. Yahoos. And I mean you don't only have to go on YouTube for five minutes to see you know fans around the world mm-hmm. in different you know in different parts of the world punching on full of grog. Yeah. they didn't want that. they wanted a safe space for, for women. And family. And, and I can understand I'm that. Like, yeah, I do too. I mm. do too. You know, it's like, and that you know, there's been criticism. Well, if you're in the corporate boxes, you can you can drink grog. Well, guess what? If you go to, um, you know, the football ground down at Turton Road, um, you can drink full strength grog up mm. in the corporate box too. Well, the people down, not in the corporate box, only drink half strength mm. alcohol. At Premier League matches, there's no full strength alcohol available to to people inside the stadium. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a carry on and I think it's disappointing. Mm. I think what's really fantastic is the football itself and the organisation here. Free public transport, getting in and out of stadiums. You know, these these optical illusions with stadiums. When you walk up to the stadium, there's a slow grade up and so you don't notice uh, how, how how far up you're walking to the stadium, like on an incline, and then all of a sudden you're through the gate, you walk to your seat and you realise you're sitting so high up in the stadium. You know,
0: wow, and you've got no idea.
1: No idea. No, no. No stairs, no elevator, just a gradual incline. And the stadiums themselves are, are, are wonderful. I mean... Of course, that's another thing. You know, how do you air condition a stadium for eighty
0: thousand people? <laughs> how is it going? I mean, I know that we've had some uh, we've had some teams complaining about the fact that they've got uh, colds and flus and sore throats because of the air conditioning. It, I mean, obviously, it is as hot as hell over there. Are you feel when you get into the stadium? Is it cold or is it cooler? Is there a noticeable difference in the temperature?
1: You know what? I've felt the temperature over here. Well, you know, you know what the the weather's like being in Newcastle. We've had that, you know, rain for so long. Over here, it's been blue sky. Mm. haven't seen any rain. I've been swimming in the ocean, chasing blue swimmer crabs and catching some blue swimmer crabs. That was a surprise. I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> being out to the desert camping a couple of nights, that was fantastic. We didn't know that was going to happen. Um... Look, you're in and out of aircon all day. Yeah. Outside today, it was about blue sky, twenty seven degrees, no humidity.
0: Perfect football weather. Um,
1: perfect, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of perfect. Mm. You know, like yeah, I, I, I think that um, I can understand for sports people who are sweating, moving, moving in and out of uh, the uh, aircon uh, could be an issue, but. Generally, eh, not a big thing to worry about. I'll tell you one of the things that I do love about moving in there to the building. When you go into lifts here, the Qatari men um, are immaculately dressed. They wear these things, a white soap. And how they get them so white is amazing. How they retain them to be so white, I imagine they're full of starch and bleach, but they, <laughs> they look immaculately dressed. But they wear this um, perfume called Amber Wood, and when you get into a lift, when a Qatari man has just been, and it and it absolutely smells wonderful, a wonderful, a wonderful smell of cologne, a cologne. Wow! Sure beats um, sweat and farts down at market. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: You brute. (laughs) Now, obviously, I mean, a lot of Australians only, you know, they they bought the three tickets. They, you know, they they had the the. Not many of us thought we'd get onto the next you know, the knockout stage, Paul. And so, a lot of Aussies have headed home. Obviously, you kept the faith. You thought we'd get there. Have you got tickets for the game on Saturday night, your time?
1: I have, yes. I have, and look, it's amazing because, like the. The Facebook fans in uh, Qatar, Aussie fans in Qatar, the the stuff that's going on there about tickets, how do I change flights, how do I get a ticket, <laughs> um, right, talking to Denmark people, going and putting their arms around Denmark people after the game and saying, oh, I'm so sorry, you played so well. you got a ticket you want to sell, mate. Oh, harsh, you know, harsh. So there are, there, there are a lot of Aussies on the plane, uh tomorrow uh today. Today, Friday. Friday there's a lot of people on the um plane here today. I don't know how I think we're gonna be outnumbered massively by the Argentinian uh fans. Um but uh yeah, yeah, look a lot of people didn't buy a fourth ticket, but you know, I I I did. I mean I bought my tickets before we'd even qualified. Mm.
0: Yeah, you were going so, either way,
1: weren't you? It, yeah, yeah, I was going either way, but I thought, but it's serendipitous. And anyway, the friend, my friends who I'm staying with, they didn't have tickets for Saturday, but they've managed to put out the call. They're, you know, reasonably well connected here. Haven't been here for five years, and some tickets turned up tonight <sighs> for them. So they 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 just they can't believe, and we. And they're sitting on the halfway line on, in the category one
0: tickets.
1: Oh no! I'm in the category two tickets, which is down behind the goal. But it's with well, where all the Aussies yeah. are sitting. There's two groups of Aussies here. Mm. There's the the fanatics who you know are working on a shoestring, and there's the um, green and gold army, mm. which are more the kind of um, uh, you know the older people that. Um, you know, want to sleep in uh, beds with springs. Laurie McKenna (laughs) will be
0: stoked to hear you call him that. He will be so, so very pleased to hear you refer to him like that. I've I've,
1: I've seen seen him. I was just going to say, have you seen Laurie or Simon? I see him all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I see him all the time. I'm not with them, but one Hmm. of my other mates is on that tour. And the reason he ended up on that tour is he was coming over with me, but he couldn't get accommodation anywhere. So he hooked in with them, and he has been having a ball. They've had a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of organised activities. And you know, when there's no football on, there's a lot to see here. Today mm. so I went to the, um, the Modern Museum of Islamic Art. Um, spent the day in there. Fantastic, you know, antiquities that we don't really get mm. to see in Australia. I mean, we see Indigenous works of art that have you know, um, tens of thousands of years old, but here, you know, going and seeing, you know, scrolls and drawings of of places from, you know, the the, the 12th century, and, and yeah. things, it's just, it, it really is. It sounds fantastic. like you have it's had an amazing. absolutely
0: incredible time. Like you, you, sound like Aladdin. Like that's what it that's what it feels like you you are doing over there. You're Aladdin. <laughs>
1: Oh look, there's, there's a lot to see. There's a lot to soak up, and I think it's the change of culture. Mm. And I, uh, look, I have um, I haven't got a ticket for a game after uh, Saturday. Um, you know, I'll do whatever I can to mm. try and secure one. If you know, we, we 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 get to the next round, but in the meantime. Saudi Arabia has thrown open its borders to people who have got um, a Haya card, which is necessary to be here during the World Cup. And uh, it's six hours road trip from here to Riyadh. And uh, and anyway, a few of us have said, let's jump in the car and go to Saudi Arabia and go to the National Museum of um, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So it'd just be kind of like six hours oh, down there, get there in the afternoon, mm-hmm. go to bed, get up in the morning, go to the museum the next day, go to bed, drive back. Because it's only about 50k to the border to Saudi Arabia. We, we took a long turn one day when we went out bird watching with some South Africans <laughs> out of the sewage ponds. Oh, that, that, that was a day. But <laughs> anyway, all of a sudden we found ourselves with the sign saying Saudi customs ahead. You know, and we yeah. kind of went, oh, no, we're not. We, we, That's we not where be, we're meant to be. be. So, God, love you. Yeah.
0: Oh, look, I cannot yeah. wait to chat with you when you get back. We're going to have to spend hours talking about it because it just, as you say, whenever you travel these days, it is just so homogenized because we're all, you know, this globalization and we're all the same. And to actually go and travel and be a tourist in a place that is just so alien, it must just be incredible, Paul. It really must.
1: Look, it is, and you know one of the things I think is fantastic. I, mean, I, I just think, you know, I haven't caught a bloody blue swimmer crab out at Lake Mac for for ten years. Went out here with the net scoop the other night, caught an absolute feed for four people. And oh, like yeah. who would have thought that? Yeah, you'd, you'd go out into the Gulf chasing blue swimmers at night. But besides that, you know, it's just yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a wonderful experience and if the Socceroos can, you know, continue the way they've been going, um, it'll be a dream come true. Really? Sometimes
0: dreams come true. Sometimes they do. Sometimes You, you, man, let's you, believe, let's you, you sound like a Disney movie, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you and where's Paul Scott? <laughs>
1: Oh, that cranky bugger will return in a minute. <laughs> Don't worry about that.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, my friend. I really, really appreciate it. It is so lovely to speak with you. Uh, I really have missed your uh, your weekly chats. You uh, know, you know, a great deal. So it's lovely to chat. It's lovely to know you're safe, and uh, it's nice to hear that uh, it is really lovely over there.
1: Cheers, Trace.
0: Thanks, mate. Stay safe.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye, bye You're listening to Newcastle in the Morning.